Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 358. I'm your host, Florence Zion, and I'm joined here on the happy Star Wars Day, Andy Anako. I see, I, I I'm not sure if I want to participate in May the 4th this year, only because it's it's starting to it's starting to meet its uh it's like uh, talk like a pirate day tipping point. Remember where it was a lot of oh, fun. Fair. We all enjoyed it. And then oh, like suddenly like Kraft Macaroni and Cheese's Twitter account started, oh look, oh what what kind of what what brand yeah. of what brand of cheese does pirate like? Pirates like, ooh, our cheesy our kind are and now you feel right, like kind right. of and so I, I don't think we're I don't think we're quite there yet, but it's like uh, please don't please uh, there was a there there was a uh, uh i i saw i saw a couple of different like ads pop up on my instagram sponsored content of oh look so you have a you, you have a, a, a bake a can of baked beans that's been painted to look like the death star okay i i i i yeah. feel i feel as though i am being understood and singled out and paid attention to i'm going to pay you back by buying your baked beans kind sir thank you very much mm-hmm. i don't i don't exactly. feel pander to at all I apologize. The first thing that came to my mind, uh, I did also kind of talk about it today when I recorded gadgets much, much earlier today. So teaser for anybody who listens to my other show, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, <laughs> give myself a little promo there. Uh-uh. Uh, but in all sincerity, Andy, I did want to approach you today to tell you about an update in my life. I have been suffering <laughs> from a hunchback carpal tunnel. <laughs> Is what I call it. I just am. I I never sit properly at my desk because my desk is too short for my ergonomic chair. <laughs> so it completely kills the whole point of this chair. And because my my legs don't go completely underneath, I can't like sit up. So what I did in a fit of desperation is I went to Amazon Basics. <laughs> and this is why I needed to come to you because, because it is you're in a serious place when you go to Amazon basics. Cause it means <laughs> you will take the just above grade qualified product that you possibly can to get through until like, you kind of hope it's your next solution, but you're also kind of like, I hope that this thing I'm not paying that much money for ends up like working out the best for me. <laughs> so I bought like a hand crank standing desk. Because <laughs> I couldn't obviously, I didn't okay. want to spend a thousand dollars for the freaking yeah, see, the, motorized the, the, one. The, 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 the thing, the thing with Amazon Basics is that at its best, it's like it's the version of the look. All I want is an electric kettle that heats up water to boiling, so I can make tea and cocoa. I don't need to have like eight different settings and a temperature readout. At, that's at, at the best. At the worst, it's basically a three dimensional. Uh, IOU that says IOU one real piece real desk chair <laughs> that it'll it'll do it's fine yes. it will supply it will suffice but at some point you're gonna you're gonna probably replace this in a year or two it's 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 kind of like most IKEA furniture again nothing wrong with it or 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 Domino's Pizza where there's nothing terribly bad about it but if you had other options you would probably seek them Andy I need to just back you up on that one or excuse me. Uh, reverse on that one on the Ikea one because in the other room I do have a 14 year old Ikea futon that has been with me 
for a very, <laughs> very long time. So I will say if you take good care of your Ikea furniture, like really good care of it, and maybe you buy like the mid-tier model, they can last yeah, a exactly. pretty, pretty long time. So, but, but what happened here is I went and I bought, um, fun fact. Oh, this is great. <laughs> do you remember Christopher Knight? I do. <laughs> so he has a furniture line, an affordable <laughs> furniture line. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> he 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 really is. Uh, uh, he really is singer, dancer, <laughs> and fan interior design. Guru. No, for those who don't know who I'm talking about, Christopher Knight was one of the original Brady Bunch kids. Oh, that Chris. Oh, wow, that's even weirder. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know this. <laughs> I thought I thought he was like one not 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 a, not a backstreet boy, but one of those O town like <laughs> like when when yeah, you couldn't no, get, when you is, couldn't get the is, three real ones. Oh, there were, were five thinking, backup I think you ones. were thinking Jordan Knight. Okay. Um, poss- possibly. I'm just saying because it's the only one I can think of. But but wow. yeah, Christopher Knight, Peter Brady, pivoted into furniture, and he sells it. <laughs> I can't believe I'm admitting this out loud. He sells it at Target. <laughs> Okay, that that's 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 legit. That's kind of upscale. It's it's again, it's not IKEA mid-tier. It's a little bit below that, but a little bit above like you when, when, know. You, when you don't want your kin folk to think you've got pretensions. Like, ooh, look at this fancy, fancy pants IKEA boy. Okay, I will say go to overstock.com and look at some of the Christopher Knight stuff. It's actually very modern. I will say, uh, and very well reviewed. I was I was surprised. Um, anyway, that's how he's investing his childhood uh, actor money. But I, I needed to bring this up because I've been suffering from the lack of er- ergonomics in my life. And it's because I'm clearly chasing child stars of, what, the 70s? <laughs> so I should not do that. I should perhaps buy an Amazon Basics desk. And that's what I did. I I, I don't know how to work out. I don't have time to build it right now, but I have been slowly just like, remember Andy, you were doing kind of like the big clean out. And there's a right. lot of stuff like you were moving around a lot of stuff. Like I'm kind of doing this now at the lab. I uh, recently dropped off a bunch of stuff just at, at Goodwill, like extremely old products and old cases and things that you just cannot, you know, can't sell it. Not going to send it back. Nobody exists there anymore kind of situation. So, you know, it feels good to, like, let go of some of that physical burden. And just in time, of course, Andy, for us to – now, I didn't mention that it's my birthday on Monday (laughs) yet. (laughs) Now I just did. I just want to – I just mentioned it. We're not going to extrapolate on it. We already know Google O's throws Google I O for my birthday, but that's I, I why already, I'm bringing I, it up. You know, I, I, I you're, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to like sign for it anyway. So I may as well tell you that I've already I'm on Amazon.com. I've got the Christopher Knight Knight's the Christopher Knight Home Tafton Fabric Club Chair in light blue. Did you? Are you? Are you really looking? Was was three hundred ninety six dollars and ninety nine cents with deal three hundred and forty nine dollars. That's that's a that's a good deal there. See, Ooh, I, to- I told you. <laughs> I'm just. It's just like again. I'm sure it's a fine chair, contemporary, generous size, high density foam, solid oh, wood. Like this chair behind me is a Christopher Knight chair. Actually, I just covered it in a Sailor Moon blanket. Okay. But yes. Apologies to to folks listening, and because that's such a visual thing I mentioned. But you know, 
I clearly have some trust in that brand yes. <laughs> enough to have bought several pieces. Uh, but yeah, Google I.O. is next week, Andy. And I am still really bummed that it's not going to be like an in-person thing except for a chosen few. There's no reason to have a bunch of press come in for a meeting in a room like and then have one person get covid like that would just make google look really bad so yeah, no exactly. one's going anywhere <laughs> no one's going anywhere well at least at least they have the tracking tools to inform everybody <laughs> uh this is correct i will say that i went onto the google io schedule uh, it's online right now. You can just register with your Google account because technically it's a virtual conference, so anybody can attend. But if you want to like play in the game, that's a part of the Google I/O developers website. Then you do have to like make a developer profile, which I made for my someday app company. I I still need to make an app of myself, so it, it's in it's in the back burner. Perhaps a paper doll. We'll see. But uh, well, you know, if 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 Christopher Knight can have his own outdoor furniture, his, <laughs> his own his, his own sleepwear, his own sleep sets. I have some of his outdoor furniture actually on my wish list right I'm now, not, along see, with I'm the not, Amazon I'm Basics not, hammock. I'm, I'm not mock, I'm not mocking the man. I'm just saying that I don't I don't see the connection between Christopher Knight and like for home. I am. So middle class this is what we buy no, okay that's, guess, that's, these are the brands that hey, we buy that's fine me too i my 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 brand my brand is like tuesday night when it's like a like large item garbage pickup on wednesday morning that's when i do my furniture shopping i've got some of the some of my favorite pieces at like if if it's if it's nice stuff i probably got it at an estate sale or like a or a garage sale or something it's uh -huh. a it was it was a crime of opportunity and they're and they're great i like i like all this stuff i'm just <laughs> i'm I'm wondering what other deals like uh christopher knight gets involved in like I, for there's for I got I got involved in one of these like Google like Google rat holes where uh, where I, I wound up like fascinated by like all the businesses that Mickey Rooney like put his name onto. Oh. So, like, and so and so like you could do you can do like a you wind up looking at a picture of like Mickey Rooney like in 1972 like and standing in front of this grotesque car caricature of his face but he's in the foreground like holding in a chef's hat holding up like a big like barbecue chicken on a big fork uh promoting like uh mickey's mickey rooney's star bq like the barbecue of, of hollywood stars and again it's like god love him for having you know having ha having some ha having a, a side hustles involved that having his, his own his own uh, uh, like named like function room at some sort of like tabas hotel and resort in pennsylvania or something again with another version of his big friendly but eight at eight foot high and eight foot wide in injection molded plastic on the side of a building maybe it's a bit much and so this i, I i'm fascinated by these crusty the clown type promotional things where it's like <laughs> well would you consider a reality tv show promotional because uh, peter brady excuse me christopher knight did have my fair brady which unfortunately is an incredibly problematic reality tv show so i would not watch it if anybody Didn't, uh wants yeah. to feel okay afterward it makes you feel a little dirty after you watch it um it's, it's one of the 
original winners of America's Top Model, but they didn't end up very well and they fought a lot. And it's, you know, it was back when it was back when reality TV got really like, I mean, it still is pretty, but it was really like we need to stop pushing buttons. Yeah. We're overtly triggering people. Although I guess reality TV still is that. Well, they've 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 just they've just realized that like legal percussions cuts in on the cuts in on the on the bottom line. So they figured out how to produce it in such a way that it doesn't actually create expensive scandals. Right. Like they want they want they want scandals that they can commoditize. They don't want the other thing. So yeah, he did, so he was on uh, the Surreal Life. Uh huh. And it was one it was one of those th- and he got. Do you recall that period of time in reality TV? It was the worst. But VH1 was kind of yeah reining in with like the really overt <laughs> anyway it's how, how did we end up here i don't know i found out about this because i was listening i was listening to a recap of my fair brady and it was mentioned on there that he owns the furniture brand and i was like what because yeah. i had no idea it was him when i bought it initially so i did not just buy it because it was it was a brady bunch production okay my name may be florence i may share it with florence henderson <laughs> the greatest mother in america after Cindy Walsh of now two and oh, thank you very much. <laughs> there should be there should be a celebrity death match like that. Oh, okay, yes. a, a very see a very Brady renovation. I get that. Okay, I get the hook there. That's fine. That's building Brady again. Also, <laughs> if, even though even though his name is not Brady, I you know I get that. So maybe okay, maybe he built up this like home improvement brand. Yeah, it was it was kind of like that. And by the way, does it ever do you ever get upset about the fact of how hard it is for our last names to be used as puns in our own spin-off reality TV shows? No, because uh I can't speak for you, but no. for myself, if if there was a derogatory rhyme for Anatko, they found it in junior high. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Andy. Although although it was it was fun in high, it was fun in high school when we were doing Egyptian history and and we started talking about Akhenaten. Where people like were bowing down before me, I kind of like that. That was how very Moon Knight of you. Which 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 one? The comic book one or the TV one? I th- I think it's the TV one. Mm. I'm sorry, I did not read the comic. I mean, they both have to do. I haven't with seen Egyptian. that one yet, but I've but I've heard good things. Okay, I didn't know if they were the same thing or not. Great, now I ruined everything. <laughs> well, in that case, in that case, um, I very quickly, Andy. You looking forward to anything in particular next week at Goliath? I'm looking forward to the next unhinged artificial intelligence demo. <laughs> That's what I'm really looking forward to. I, I don't, I don't know where they're going to be, where they're going to land the, uh, uh, the the keynote this year. Like the paper I, airplane with the machine learning in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, just it's all all the sort of stuff where they have to, they still have to balance like all the trouble they're in with like antitrust all over the world. Um, they they seem to be tamping down on the biggest controversies, thanks to interference being run by <laughs> clueless billionaires at Facebook, etc. Mm-hmm. But it's it's hard to it's hard to know what they're gonna really jump on. Like they they've I, I hope they learned their lesson from last year, where they realized that it's not enough to simply say, "Hey, we've got this new AI model. It's called Bert. Mm-hmm. Here, have a conversation with a with a paper airplane." That's how that's how big your life is going to be changed once we like integrate this model into like our yeah. other products because they, they they can show off some really really cool and awesome stuff but it's like most people are more concerned about like how is my how is my phone not going to suck this year and whatever what, sorry no no just 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 stuff like that and all and also it's 
I, I hope they have more practical stuff to show off. Obviously, I'm I'm so I'm just sick and tired of rumors about like Google Wear about Wear OS and uh, and and the Pixel Watch. I want I want to well, I want to see the actual thing. We don't know, but I hope I want to see the actual thing. I hope I'm hoping that they'll at least show the, the the fold. I hope they show something with with AR. Uh, I'm just I'm just tired of waiting all this for all this stuff. I agree with you, and I apologize for interrupting earlier. I just meant to say that we didn't hear about the appliance of Bert in the consumer uh, way, the way that it would be applied to us, you know, as consumers until like only recently, I yeah. think I forgot what it was that I wrote where it was yeah, implemented. They're they they talking about how they had uh, used, used this new uh, contextual understanding of, of language to reduce all of the times where you do search for like uh, Southern uh, uh, girls and girls in Southern states. And instead of talking about, Oh, well, here's, here, here's like, I don't know, whatever, like if the, the, the kind of t- the, the way that if, if lots of people are searching for like sexualized references to a certain search topic, then the algorithm is automatically going to put those search terms at the top, which means that if you, uh, for a while, if famously like five or six or seven years ago, uh, researchers were pointing out that, look, if you do a search for black girls, you get all kinds of porn sites coming back and that is derogatory and that's terrible. And mm-hmm. that's, that shows the bias of blind algorithms and how, how they right. are set up. And so they, and so they report, Oh, look, that's 30% reduced. And now look what happens when you do this kind of search where one of the stories we're going to be talking about shows, shows that how, how you, they still have a lot of work to do in making sure that search results are not, are both unbiased and unharmful. But see that, that that's the sort of stuff that you wish that they had talked about that there's so much, there's, we keep talking about like for 300, 350 uh, episodes now that like the, 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 the best that Google does is usually right at that tipping point between incredibly cool and incredibly creepy. And mm-hmm. Google IO is a good opportunity for Google to explain, no, 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 all the stuff, the stuff that we, the, the, the creepy stuff that we do makes our incredibly cool stuff even cooler. This is stuff, this is stuff that we, that this is stuff that you're, there's a reason why your pixel phone can screen calls for you and an iPhone can't. There's a reason why Google search will almost always, uh, if you if you have, uh, unless you have put all kinds of blockers on your uh, on your browser, there's a reason why Google search gives you almost always exactly the the results that you want right at the top, whereas Bing search you have to keep clicking in order to get there. So they they, they or look away yeah. because oh my god, <laughs> why? That's not what I asked for. I wasn't trying to even go there. I was just trying to look for geese. I didn't want to know the, about Mickey about Mickey Rooney's potato hut, but come on. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I feel like that is a good because we're I I know we're gonna cover this so much next week. Um, because Google IO actually happens the day that we record. So that will be we will exhaustively cover it yes. next week, everyone. So don't you worry, okay? The opinions are not the show. The show doc might be written in a somewhat impromptu and <laughs> impromptu fashion. Hey, we'll, we'll you know just, what? We'll just talk and decompress. I'll just. I'll yeah. find, I hope. I, I hope I will not have. It, 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 what's going to be tough is that if they do release the the Pixel Watch and it's like available for pre order immediately, it's like, oh crap! Am I really going to order I, it? Uh, I'm really dubious. I'm. I'm just. I'm personally dubious based yeah. on what I've written and what I've read. That that's going to happen immediately, especially because I just want to remind everybody, there's only one session for Wear OS in the entirety of the two days. So I think we're still treading water a little bit. Right, right. 
And yeah. this, and it's been a while since they've done uh, uh, keynotes that are all about, hey, here are new products that we're doing. It's mostly about, hey, here's new research that we're doing. So, okay. Yeah. Because they've, yeah. they've, they've, they've been basing their company on, we are an artificial intelligence-based company. Everything that we do is empowered by the AI that we're creating. And here's all the ways that AI is expressed in all the products and services that we create. It's like, I'm, <laughs> we're, we, we are not going to be talking about the fact that your Pixel 6 is dropping Wi-Fi for no reason. That's, that's another session. We're not going to be talking October. about that. Right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> come, come, come to us about that in October. I feel like that's a really good segue into what we are going to be talking about today, which is that Google's fired another AI researcher. And yes, if it sounds like deja vu, you know, <laughs> we'll read you the story and you might be taking double takes at the world around you. Uh, we're also going to introduce to you some new counter doxing features that you can take advantage of in Google search, which quite frankly, everybody should be implementing if you have any sort of online persona or like personality of any sort, even if you just got 10,000 people watching or sewing on TikTok, you should maybe look into things like this. Um, before, it, we're, we are going to end with Andy's tour that he promised me of the rooftop in New York. And I really cannot wait for this, this beautiful two-acre rooftop park that was paid for by Google. But... Before we talk about that, we are going to talk about how your Nest Hub could soon be a fitness and health hub. All those things coming up and more right after this. Well, color me surprised because when I saw this headline the other day, I thought, oh boy, here we go again. So the New York Times this week reported that Google has fired another AI researcher under mm, sketchy circumstances. And if you're thinking already, oh, gee, this sounds like a story that you and Andy exhaustively covered when it happened with <laughs> Tim Nick Gibru, hmm, strap yourself in because it kind of is like that. I, I, I've actually created like four, four months ago a Google form that's kind of like a Mad Libs sort of thing. So every time we need to report the story, I can change the names, the purported reason why they were fired, the actual reason why they are fired and the immediate repercussions. And uh, so that this section wrote itself pretty much. Jesus, I am just thinking about the total possibility for you to do that just based on what's been going <laughs> on uh, in AI research over the last couple of years. And last year, too, the scientific journal Nature had published a paper that was co-authored by 19 Google researchers, including Satrajit Chatterjee. Um, now, these scientists wrote in the paper that artificial intelligence tools could automate a step in the chip design process and perform better than a human expert. Not what we want to hear for those of us who are afraid about our jobs getting replaced <laughs> by computers, admittedly. Because, <laughs> because you know, I, 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 how to write yet. <laughs> I, I, you know, I saw the writing on the wall for uh, independent tech journalism, <laughs> and I spent the past eight years getting a master's in chip design and electronic engineering. And now I'm screwed. Screwed. Now I you're am. screwed. Screwed. What a waste of money on your part. Should have learned gun repair or locksmithing. The other, some of yeah. the other things on that Sally Struthers list. Yeah. Yeah. That was a reference for people uh, from the 90s, by the way. Sorry. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Okay. Um, I have watched The Simpsons from that era. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so. We mentioned Satyajit Chatterjee first. Um, and I apologize if I, I'm enunciating the name. It's just being bilingual, and I usually roll my R's in Romanian. I'm trying my best. But uh, 
SAT, as they are referred to in other parts of the text as sort of like a nickname, they were skeptical of the research. And Google allowed him and a team to research and write a paper that rebutted the paper's findings. So you would think, oh, okay, they're giving him a chance to like, you know, show his yeah. work kind of thing. Well, their paper claimed that the Google I.O. model cited by the Nature paper was outperformed at the same task by two different approaches powered by conventional software. Now, Google didn't like this because they refused to allow the team to publish the paper because they found that the paper didn't meet the company's standards for science, which I feel is a what is that? It's How, wow. It's, uh, you know, and, and the fact that they were hoping that they could use this technology developed by Google AI to like license it out to Intel and to NVIDIA and others, uh, that has nothing to do with it. The, 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 the fact that this would be devalue the technology. We should, we should not be worried about this. <clears throat> My favorite part of this is that Chatterjee went and sought to escalate the decision straight to Sundar Pichai and claimed that the rejection actually violated Google's AI ethics principles. Again, if this sounds like deja vu, <laughs> is because this is ex almost extremely similar to Tim Nickebru and, you know, the whole doesn't meet up to standards, Google didn't want this published, and, you know, being out. Because once you publish something, like, it kind of kind of seals it. Now, I don't want to say in stone, but it, it seals it. It gives a yeah. validity, an authenticity to that idea. And for a company that is keeping this from getting published, like clearly that has a lot of power in this industry. Yeah. And this, and I think we should say like at the outset, this is a, a little more, uh, gosh, a little more gray, a little more vague than uh, the situation with Dr. Uh, Dr. Gebru. Because mm -hmm. for one thing, like this paper uh, was published in Nature, which is a prestige and scientific journal. Journal it was so it was heavily, heavily peer reviewed, and so it's not as though it's it's weird. Though no, whereas the whereas the paper that Tim Gibru and uh, and the rest of the co-authors of that other paper, where they were basically talking more generally about the dangers of of algorithms in the in the mm -hmm. process, they were also we would we would find out later uh, they were uh, basically talking about these two new ai models that uh, google was going to be announcing at google io bert and and the other one which was whose name i can't remember right now so there's there's a lot that's still in the air there's a lot we don't know but again it's very very familiar so we got to we right. at, at this point google has not earned enough credit to say well i'm i'm sure that if they're saying that the the paper didn't have enough scientific method to to allow them to release it then perhaps then perhaps uh, he, he she should have checked his math again Mm-hmm. And it gets, you know, even more unfortunate because Chatterjee was fired shortly after this, after approaching Sundar Pichai in March, according to four sources who spoke to the New York Times. Google confirmed to the New York Times that Chatterjee had been fired for cause. Quote, unquote. <laughs> Yes. Mm -hmm. The reasons for Chatterjee's firing aren't quite yet clear. The Times report mentions ongoing friction between Chatterjee and another researcher, Anna Goldie, who is a co-lead and co-founder of the team at Google Brain that researches the application of AI and chip design. By the way, let's very much pay attention to who is on stage next week. Just a side note yeah. to everybody here, please. Uh, there will be a test next week. Thank you. Uh, going back to this. From the Times article... <clears throat> 
Miss Goldie said that Dr. Chatterjee had asked to manage the project in 2019 and that they had declined. When he later criticized it, she said he could not substantiate his complaints and ignored the evidence they presented in response. Sat Chatterjee has waged a campaign of misinformation against me and Azalea for over two years now, Miss Goldie said in a written statement. In a written statement? <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, this sounds very familiar to Dr. Timnit Gebru, who was, as we mentioned, former co-head of Google's Ethical Computing Initiative. So much for that initiative now, well, <laughs> because well, well, you know, well, again, again, like the 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 problem when when it comes to like firings is that oftentimes you really do have to rely on a lot of phone calls and conversations with people that you have remember having met from like a year and a half ago to see if maybe they'll give you something on background promising not to quote but uh, trying not to sound like an idiot saying wow this sounds like they but well no actually the, the the cause for which this person was fired was that they 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 tinkled in potted plants that was like right outside the CEOs and they you know that was not I mean, you, you find you you might find out that no, this person actually kind of was a problem, and the, the cause was an actual cause. Whereas, we, we, in time, we, actually, we didn't have to wait very long that the quote cause unquote that uh, uh, that uh, uh, for instance, Margaret Atwood, uh, the uh, Tim McGibber's like co-founder of uh, of AI ethics at Google, was fired mm-hmm. for was for essentially just making use of standard Google internal resources to like collect information about what was going about the firing and how the paper was processed. And this was clearly seized upon as an excuse. Oh, no, he she abused company resources. And that's the reason why we fired her, not as retaliation for uh, for trying to make trouble for us. So there might it does sound very, very sketchy and very, very fishy. But I'm prepared to find out two or three weeks you always have to you always have to have that point in the back of your head that thinks okay well there's still more that we could be learning about i mean as as i was reading through the story and trying to get other opinions and once again sending out emails to yeah do you happen to know what was going on by this uh it's like i i didn't i haven't gotten to the point of arrogance about of, of knowledge about this and that's where i like to be like when I write about something or talk about something, I like to know about this so thoroughly. I like to have challenged every one of my preconceptions or conclusions or understanding so well that if somebody challenges me and says, "Yeah, but this could have been," uh, but but uh, but but, it, turned, but uh, it turns out this person like was is known to be like a rabble rouser and, and an arguer. Said, "Well, no, because the person the person who made that claim was involved in X, Y, and Z, and I have seen proof that when this person actually complained to this individual, this individual listened to the." Those complaints acknowledge that they had a good position and what went on. So it's it's hard it's hard to know. I just I just don't like I don't like feeling like a dope a month later because oh it turns out I just didn't understand the situation. But it does look extremely fishy. Yes, and you know I apologize for jumping into it emotion first, but I can't help but you know <laughs> exactly. I mean they, they, they have a track side record. They have a, they have a track record. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it, what's also adding to this controversy is uh, are the allegations that Google submitted. This is and th- this is where it really like yeah adds to it. Google submitted an updated version of the original research paper to Nature without putting it through the standard internal approvals process. Jeff Dean, if you heard that name before, <laughs> think back to Dr. Gebru, head of Google AI, put this process into place after the controversy with Dr. Gebru's termination. So it's increasingly, there's a lot of links and these things are just 
it's really bothersome to read the headlines. Yeah. And, and Dr. Dean is one of the co- one of the like nineteen Google co-authors on that original paper in Nature. So this is yeah. the question of so you rejected this this counter argument paper because 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 you put it through the official Google process and said oh it didn't make it through our official review process but this update to this paper you decided collectively that you didn't need to put it through the reviews process you could just simply offer it to Nature as is and the and the excuse for that is oh well it's just an update it doesn't have to go through our reviews process and okay I mean this is not Listen, this doesn't sound guys. open or ethical. <laughs> Even when I just update like a stump on gizmodo.com and it's already something that's published and I just added like three lines, I have to send that through a whole hierarchy of editors before it's like officially allowed to just live there on the site where it is. Okay. So I'm just saying. Yeah. But they they clearly have a problem. I mean, if they're, if they're, if they're firing so much of their talent, uh, on what seemed to be really BS reasons, uh, like either they, they there's a problem somewhere in the pipeline. Either they legitimately mm-hmm. have a problem tolerating dissent, tolerating uh, making sure that the, making sure that the, the the nail that sticks up gets hammered down relentlessly, or they simply have a problem in documenting processes and making sure that everybody inside Google AI understands why they do the things that they do. Because there's there's always that there's always that small possibility that everything is being done above board, but the people who have every right to every right and reason to be suspicious have not been given the evidence and the 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 the, the receipts that they need to be confident that no 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 you didn't this didn't get spiked because I was about to criticize uh, a a center a center of future profit for uh, for Google AI research it got spiked because. Again, you 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 wanted some more tables and charts and and circles and graphs on, in, in the paper, so oy. You're, oy a, indeed for 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 an AI based company for a company that Sundar Pichai said no this is this is the cup this is what we are, this is what we do this is our product this is our future they are making it really really hard to to avoid in any interview for any very important AI researcher to join the team like. <laughs> yes, no, 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 no. You will be able to do your research. You will not get fired for BS reasons after uh, after 14 months for reasons you will not never be able to understand or explain. Things to think about during the developers conference next week. <laughs> eh? Oh man, next week we're we're just going to keep teasing it cuz next week probably going to be a great show. Yes. That said, let's take a break before we get to our next segment so we don't burn out before next week. Hmm? Indeed. Well, here's a feature that I should be using. (laughs) Did you know that you can now request Google Search to hide additional kinds of personal information from being exposed in the Google Search results? You just have to fill out an online form. Now, Google already had a policy and system in place for these types of requests, but this new change adds new categories of personal info that you can ask Google to hide. So moving forward, they will only consider whether the request is against the public interest. Yeah. Rest before, they, they would do a little bit of, okay, what's your motive in wanting this piece of information removed from search results? Now it's more like, okay, it's a, is it important that this phone number be available via search? No, it isn't. Okay, we'll get rid of it. Yeah, so now that this policy has been expanded, you can request removing images of your personal ID, um, personal contact information like your phone number and physical address, passwords and other logging credentials. 
An additional Google support page also explains that Google will remove harassing content such as personal intimate photographs, deep fakes, and links to content on sites with exploitative removal practices. Um, that also, it was something that we reported on a couple, oh my God, like months ago that mm. they were working on this ability. And I, like I said, I think that this is something everybody should take advantage of. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm sometimes a little bit scared to like Google my name, not not because not because of, uh, not because I I'm I'm afraid of what people are saying about me because again I I had a very very eventful junior high experience whatever 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 parts of my psyche could be, could 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 experience pain were cauterized and bruised over by that experience. It's more like things like, uh, you know, that you know that that time that I thought. Hey, here's a cop car with the keys inside it. Maybe I should try to jump that open drawbridge with it. Okay. You know what? It was 2004. Who was I even back then? Who can even remember what things were like in 2004? I don't know. I don't want that to be the number one search result. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, if you, if your name is out there in any way, shape or form, like, again, if you are like a journalist, if you've been writing stuff like for a long, long time, maybe it is a good idea to see what's, what's out there. Because if my, if my personal phone number is available through a Google search, I would not want that to be available. If someone has basically taken a collection of, uh, you know, of, of, mm -hmm. of photo IDs, so, some, and some of the things I've fortunately have not been uh, subject to are kind of codified in like the master list of things that you can request be taken down. Like we already talked about like personal intimate photos, but if someone has like a, uh, if someone has to, uh, uh, like pasted your, pasted your face over a pornographic image with not, with not, without an intention to have a deep fake, but just basically to make you look stupid. Say, oh, look, this is, mm -hmm. this is, this is so-and-so at, uh, at, at Sundance last week. Uh, you know, it's like people are there or people are trying to shame you, embarrass you and hurt you. Uh, and th th there's no reason why Google should aid and abet those people in trying to shame and hurt you. Uh, and so lots of these things are being uh, are being expanded. And I'm glad that they, again, have expanded this to look, is it in the public interest that this picture of this random citizen's ID or or again, the, this the, this person's actual home address uh, be put out there? And the answer is no. Great. We'll take that out. And that's and if you think that that can't happen, I mean, oftentimes uh like maybe maybe there's a very good reason why you have kept your public uh, your your public residence very very well hidden so that someone would have to really really work at it in order to get it i mean people are going to get it if they work at it but they, you shouldn't make it easy and then you know your uh, a relative dies and the per and a uh, and a cousin of yours or a sister of yours or whatever writes the obituary and says leaves behind so and so and andy anatko who lives in blah 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 town blah 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 state like okay great so now they know exactly what directory to look in in order to find my home address thank you very much glad you checked with me before doing that Stop. I'm thinking, sorry, I'm just thinking about all those sites, though, that also like you can pay them like eight right. bucks and they'll just, I mean, you're not taking your information off those sites. This is just taking the information off of Google's ability to right. scrape for it. Yeah, Which, to, to be fair, is probably the first line of where anybody is going to go to look for this things anyway. So. Exactly. Like, like I said, it's it's difficult because, I mean, there there are limits to how I like to maintain. I like to maintain my privacy, but I I I understand that there are limits to how successful that's ever going to be. That if some if someone wants to know my home address, if someone wants to know my phone number, 
if someone wants to find where where is where is where does Andy tend tend to hang out on Thursday afternoons, they can pay somebody a small amount of money and get that information. However, what I'm what uh, I I keep using the same term over and over again. What I'm worried worried about are the knuckleheads. Like the people that are like, hey, quick Google search. Hey, wow, here's his phone number. Hey, I think I'm going to like, uh, uh, I think I'm going to start harassing him through his phone number. Or, hey, I think I'm going to like post this on this website and see if somebody can hijack it or whatever. It's a very easy way to like get your day ruined. Yeah. Right. And so the people who are th- who maybe think that, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not committing a huge crime by breaking into uh, databases. I just did a Google search and here it is. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's good to have these basic tools. Uh, the support page that Google puts up makes it very, very clear that this will not remove it from the internet. It will only remove it from search results. I will link that in the show notes, by the way, for anybody very who's good. curious about it. But yeah, it's, it, it's that I think one of the many questions that's being asked of large companies like Google and Facebook and, and Apple and all the rest is that uh, you can't, I, uh, we, we're not asking you to solve the entire problem, but clearly you have the power to solve this part of the problem. So why aren't you? Mm-hmm. So exactly. This is, this is very, very good stuff. This is it. Well, uh, I feel like we should probably, um, talk about some not very good stuff, which yeah. the, the, speaking of like Googling yourself. Okay. Cause this is, this is kind of the theme of this segment that we're doing right now. This one, Andy actually just brought to my attention. So, uh, but I will link to all the links to this because it is very important story. Fran Blanche, if the name rings a bell to you, uh, put out a YouTube video that is titled, what do you do when Google slurs you and won't stop? So Fran is the creator of Fran Lab, which is a channel on YouTube where she conducts hands-on demonstrations of a wide range of science and engineering concepts very like hmm. fun YouTube stuff, right? right? She's been doing a long series on vintage display technologies. Yeah. She, she's, and she's she, in a like, she, can I say she's really, she's really, really great. And every, every time I think about like me talking to like 12 year old me, saying that oh oh it's, it's great like because uh, we have this uh, tv set that's really like kind of, almost like a really almost exactly like a scaled down <laughs> movie screen it's like movie screen aspect ratio it is like so high definition it's exactly like watching the watching the movie it's attached to like databases of every movie that you could ever ask for and let 12 year old me oh wow what do you watch well there's this engineer that will like get like an old led display made in russia like 30 years ago and get it working again and explain how it works a lot of soldering like what what but she makes it so informative and so entertaining all this these nooks and crannies of engineering history it's like she's she's one she's one of those channels where as soon as a one of her videos pops up i'm I'm watching it almost immediately well fran is an electrical engineer and a pioneer in the design and development of guitar pedals oh this i think actually a lot of people would be i know in my life would be very interested in she founded a company to produce her own designs called fran tone in 1994 oh my god i I really do love after your description, Andy, and now like reading through this. Yes. I'm so curious to go and check out what she posted. So she posted an intense video last week in particular, which explained her frustrations with Google search. The top item in the people also ask box under search results for her company name, Frantone is, is Fran Blanche a followed by a common slur that is used against a transgender person which i will not say because this is not 1995 and we don't use this word anymore so and those people who know what i'm talking about you know you could teach your kid about it um this is yeah still considered a a slur even though it was used in many 90s tv shows i'm just gonna say that um 
ditto when you just look up Fran's name, this will still come up. Other searches helpfully include a link to the question, is Fran Blanche A? And probably because so many people are like typing it in. But the video made it plain that this is abuse by the algorithm and that it's causing her direct harm as a freelance engineer because the slur is one of the first things that a potential employer sees when they Google her name for this for some background. Yeah. I've queued up like a good section of this 12 minute video uh, and to really have her explain it in her own words, I think is, Mm -hmm. is probably called for. So, (laughs) uh, yeah. The reason this is a problem is that, you know, a lifetime of work, my life's work. And it's reduced to a joke by a machine with the help of some trolls. My life's work. And so is it any wonder that I can't be taken seriously no matter what I do, no matter what I accomplish in life, no matter what I explore, no matter what I publish? I'm a joke, but I'm not laughing anymore. It's not funny anymore. I'm 55 years old. I've worked all my life. Worked all my life to be a good engineer. Frantone was my life. It, it got killed because of people calling me names <laughs> like transvestite on the old time forums 12 years ago. Killed the company. Well, Andy, that was a really powerful moment. Mm. You could really feel the disappointment in her voice over this because it is really I'm going to use the word crappy because I don't want to put us into explicit territory but is really crappy to I can absolutely empathize with like working so hard only to have all of your hard work and in this society that we're in work is the currency unfortunately. It is a, is a big currency that we have here. It's like, what do you do for work? Right. And to have that diminished because of the way an algorithm is programmed, it's so messed up for lack again of better terminology. And I can relate to that, you know, not, I can relate to the fact that it's very difficult having, not having control over what people can Google about me or what searches will be led to them. Uh, excuse me, what searches, yeah, they will be led to because of the algorithm. And I can understand like this is so frustrating because their first introduction to you, the, the person who's searching, could be one of these harmful links or one of these like weird, like God knows where the context comes from any of this, right? Yeah. This is the sort of stuff that we would be under, not understandable I wouldn't say forgivable, but at least, oh, well, gee, I, I, if, if this were, if we were talking in 2011, 2012, 2013, the, at the level of sophistication that Google search algorithms and ranking algorithms were at back then, I can understand that. Well, okay. The fact that there are a thousand trolls out there 
who have been asking really, really offensive questions or the same sort of offensive comments, the, 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 the same sort of off- offensive conversations about this person. I can understand how a non-subtle algorithm would simply say, oh, well, this is this is a question that always keeps coming up. Does does Andy Anako kidnap dogs and sell them to sell them to uh, sell them to uh, medical researchers? Like, no, he doesn't. I, I swear that I do not. But the in in 2021, there should be the, the the algorithm is definitely sophisticated enough that it should understand that not all conversation is neutral in origin. Uh, some of them is intended to hurt and some of them have, can do real, real damage to somebody's actual life. And as Fran was saying, you know, she's she's tr- trying to get uh, Fran to own her company uh, back up again and trying to having meetings and having deals. And what happens when the first thing when people Google search for her is uh, a word that she considers to be a slur? Uh, uh, she in the same video, she uh, she identifies herself as trans. Uh, that's that's not a absolute. That's a point of pride, not a point of shame uh, of any kind. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between a, a simply descriptive term like uh, like like transgender and words that, as you as you say, were commonplace in the 1990s when people had no understanding, uh, and is considered or empathy or empathy, right? And is considered to be a very very ignorant term to use to use today. It's like going to use season five of Nano Two and Right, I, I'm like I can play the episodes back in my head right now that use it. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and part and part of the frustration is that uh, I, I've been through this with Google on more far more trivial topics. Where if Google decides something, which what part of the wall of the Google wall do you pound your head against? Uh, that will produce the deepest dent, even though we'll have the same uh, end result. It's hard to know that. Hey, how do do not do not make this a ranked uh, a ranked question? Do not put a link so that pe- if people are just curious to know if I am blah blah blah, they can just instead of having to type exactly. in this ser- this search, they can just click a, hi- a highlighted link for me. Uh, uh, now, for, there is a there, there was a follow up video, so there is good news on this specific case because she is a, a pretty high profile uh, YouTuber. Uh, mm-hmm. This video had about forty thousand views. She has, uh, she she's one of those channels where there are very few, there there are very few casual viewers. There are viewers like me where it's like, oh boy, a new friend, new 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 friend uh, video is out. I want to see it. So uh, p- soon after this video was posted, uh, Google got a lot of like uh, user feedback. Plus, it turns out that some of her uh, YouTube audience are actual Googlers who knew who to st- yes. who to speak to and who's best to put this on top to. So clearly, as as she says in this. Uh, follow-up video uh that it looks as though her the 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 questions box underneath her name has been nicely curated curated now to avoid like all those problems uh but yeah this is this is the sort of but who somebody just went to the source code and changed it like this is what's so frustrating about all this yeah yeah and it's 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 exactly it really is that rudimentary yeah it's it's exactly it's that line that really really uh like hit home with me uh where like what what happens uh, what happens when an algorithm is is slurring against you like what 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 happens when a machine is mm-hmm. calling you names how what do you what do you do about that and it's and you can't punch it yeah exactly so i mean as as we said before google has been applying new uh, new language models to correct problems in its algorithms uh, that is it's that the search page has had historically um i would like to make sure that they apply the exact same curation to these search boxes. Um, once I claim, if I should have the ability to claim ownership of, Hey, this is this, uh, I am mm-hmm. this person. 
Uh, and here are, the th- here are the things I would like a human being to consider uh, in terms of what you say about me. Because I don't, I, I don't, I, yeah. You know, if I, if if I if I was uh, uh, if I was arrested for you know 800, 800 counts of Medicare fraud, okay, perhaps it is in the public interest for that to be part of my search results. But again, if if someone if 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 uh, someone thinks it's really really funny to like to to do a really really offensive caricature of me and that's been floating around for ten years, mm-hmm. maybe I don't want that to turn up in search results and people to wonder, oh. Yeah, I was going to hire this person to, to 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 write like a monthly monthly feature article for us, but apparently, according to the lines that are being drawn around his head, he smells very very badly, and I can't have someone with stink lines wafting around him. And I'm I'm really not a fan of that Hitler mustache that he has on. Again, a caricature that is mean. <sighs> well, 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 well. We will link to all of this and more in the show notes. I feel like we should take a little pause and then, you know, let people know that when they come back, we we are ending on a nice piece yes. of pie. We're going we're going, we're going to be going on a travel, going on a trip, a nice lovely travel log. Well, I thought this was just like a little piece of interesting news for folks to look out for on their own Nest Hub displays at home. I don't have a second gen Nest Hub, so I wasn't able to replicate this feature, but I think just hearing about it might perk your ears up a bit. So apparently Google is working on turning your smart display into a wellness hub of sorts by integrating Fitbit data, Google Fit data, and or your calm sleep account if you have one, which I do not um, <laughs> because I don't sleep. I just stay up all night worrying. That's that's my life. There you go. Yeah. Now, this ability was initially discovered by 9to5Google this week, but what it actually came from was a Google support page that exists, and it walks you through setting up how to show sleep and activity metrics on a smart display or a Google TV-enabled screen because I went into the settings in the Google Home app, and I saw that I had the option to flick over some of this data to one of my, as you all know, numerous Google TV devices that I have here in this in this house. You can find, by the way, I will link to my article on it, but you can find these options in the assistant settings of the Google Home app under wellness, which is a tab that I did not know existed (laughs) until I wrote this article on Monday. Um, Apparently, there's also a part of that called proactive results that you have to turn on. And that's what will show you that really personalized like step count data such and such. Again, I haven't seen this at all. It hasn't <laughs> popped up for me. But in 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 the in the blogs out there who, you know, the, the folks who can dig into the code of these things, there is an existence of this that it is coming. I don't think it's fully rolled out yet. I hope that we hear some more about this <laughs> at Google I.O. Maybe. Yeah. I really hate it, by the way, when Google does this. This is the annoying part of being a Google user. It's like sometimes, oh, cool. Oh, look, they're giving us a beta. We get to use Android 13 before it's ready. I feel so special. Oh, and then we have times like this where it's like, I have one of these in every single room. Where's my update? (laughs) But because I don't have the exact right model, I'm not getting it first. So my Lenovo smart displays of which I have all throughout the house remain just as they are regular plebeian smart displays. <laughs> yeah. I, I, 
I'm just not sure that the first thing I want to see when I wake up is to see, oh, mm-hmm. by the way, here, here's how little you've been, little activity you've been doing it so far this week. You, you sure you want to stay yeah. in bed? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Even though you have it. Yeah, even though I want to be. Okay, fine. Can I tell you, I play Animal Crossing Pocket Camp on the smartphone and I'm like really into it. I have, I pay for this little membership. It's like this in-game agenda book and the agenda book logs your steps from your Google Fit account. <laughs> Pokemon Go does this too, but in Pokemon Go, you can exchange those steps in your Fit account for to hatch Pokemon eggs, which is very helpful, right? Because the game is about catching them. And Animal Crossing, there's just a hundred steps. <laughs> just like just really low. Like, why are we doing this? These animals can laugh at me. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Um, on to on to more like jovial things, which is our last segment of the episode, which is Andy went to what I have already pre I I'm sorry, I previewed some of the photos already because Andy <laughs> gave me the photos link a little early. So I went in and I peeked. And there's some really cool architecture in this rooftop park that opened at Pier 57 in Chelsea, Manhattan. Andy why don't you tell us a little bit about it while I look through these photos okay. yet again? Yeah. So just last week, there was a big like ribbon cutting ceremony. Uh, the CFO of Google was ribbon there because <laughs> I know I, I hope I hope that I, I would I would want the big pair of scissors. I hope they actually I hope there was an actual mm-hmm. big pair of scissors and they didn't decide to do something cute about it. But yeah, so uh, there's this they. Uh, they've been doing this big redevelopment of this uh, of Pier, Pier 57, which used to be like a shipping terminal and bus terminal, uh, and $410 million in renovations to this 70-year-old structure. Uh, it's, but now that uh, in the past like five or ten years, uh, the city has been renovating what used to be this, again, just nothing but shipping areas and piers and docks into like more interesting public space. Uh, it's called Hudson River Park. Uh, that I honestly have not been visiting that much because I, I associate that part of Manhattan with like the Javits Center, and this is this is where I go to when I'm doing a trade show, yeah. and it, right. like, it's, it's a long walk to get there because the subway has never gone over there and that sort of stuff. Uh, but it's actually quite pretty, and uh, Google has basically paid for the the c- conversion of the top of Pier 57 into the largest rooftop park in Manhattan, two acres big, uh, and uh, this is caps oh, off. That's- a bragging right yeah it's 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 pretty big and it's quite quite lovely the entire area is really really pretty now next door to right next door to it i'll i'll i have to say that i went to pier 57 second because as i was walking over there immediately i thought "Ooh, what's this over here Uh, there's another attraction that i had never been to before which is called little island which is another part of the park that had just been created it's basically these flow it is this brand new like multi-tiered island with paths and trees and grass and it's held up by what look look like huge like concrete lily pads uh that hold up all these supports called little island uh and it's one of the most it's so pretty it's so beautiful so cute yeah because it oh, fo- I can't if, wait to see this yeah, place in person. You should. It it follows like these multiple paths, and there. I, I was so impressed by how well it's laid out. 
where the main path you can you can follow one path that goes to like one of two different halves of this place. And, uh, walkable city. Yeah. <laughs> What's that like? Sorry, exactly. keep going. <laughs> yeah, and and, one, and again, you basically go through these gates and these, these big wide gates, and you enter this again beautiful green island. And one path, there's one route, so to speak. But uh, the main path is just simply no steps of any kind. It's just a gentle, like undulating, curving, winding path. So if you use an assistive device for mobility, you will have no problem navigating it. Here and there, there are staircases. So if you want to take shortcuts, you can take stairs. But also there are these little cutouts where what looks like a very nice little like big blocks of stone, they're actually they're, they're actually cutouts in the handrail so that if you want to be like more of a climber, you can climb up these like 18 to 20 inch like blocks of well, stone sure to kids, get from kids love that. They love to play on structures like that. And and every now and then there are these little like there's there's like this big hypno wheel uh that was clearly put there because they understand that people will take TikToks and selfies and Instagrams there to get posed in front of the hypno wheel. There's well, like they a little, want that, right? Bring yeah. tourism. No, there's <laughs> places to stop. There there are benches everywhere. Uh and when you get to the top, you have this beautiful overlook over over the hudson mm-hmm. um and there's there's also uh, i when i was there it was like 10 or 11 in the morning uh, like late in april and very very misty and like wet so there weren't it was pretty much empty but there there were plenty there were plenty of people there but I, I got the impression that, oh, wow, what a quiet little abyss. And then when I later on looked up, looked up that sometimes like in summer months, yeah, they do cap attendance. <laughs> they will say, no, we can't let more people in for safety reasons. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But there's like a little food court. There's like a, a little auditorium where you can imagine like a, a buskers uh, performing. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's, again, such a beautiful place. And no, costs you absolutely nothing. Right next to that is Pier 57, which is no uh, no, no weak sauce in and of itself. It is like a full complex. Where they, uh, the reason, one of the reasons why Google funded uh, the creation of this roof park is that they're going to have they're, – they're sort of the anchor tenant of this new building for their own offices and their own, uh, their own campuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, there's also uh, a James Beard-approved food court. Uh, there's going to be public. There's public spaces. There's uh, movie spaces for the Tribeca Film Festival. So you could really, really imagine like going, grabbing a really good like fifteen dollar lunch, and then going to this roof deck and just enjoying this hundred two hundred seventy degree like view of uh, of uh, Manhattan and all around you. Now compared to Little Island, which really is like. It looks like something out of a video game because it's just so terraced and so landscape. It re- the 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 Pier Fifty Seven rooftop park. It is a rooftop, so you're basically looking at this flat rectangular structure upon which they put plantings and some beds uh, and some like flower beds and like some areas of grass. So it's not as it is a rectangular area, but the big, okay. big but the big big win here is that there's nothing but acres and acres of benches and places to sit. And I was going to say this just looks like the extension of the Chelsea, the Google Chelsea campus a little bit, like in design wise. It's not it's not far away. It's just a, it's just a couple blocks away from there. But what what I really love about it is that like there's oh, that there, there's there's so many there's so many times where. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm in New York. I'm done standing. I'm done walking, Mm -hmm. but I'm not quite done being in New York yet. And, but there's so few places where 
if there if people have no problem with you just sitting there and just sitting there for hours if you want to exactly. but this, but this is a place where again it's it's designed it actually says pretty much explicitly with every piece of this design no of course sit there are plenty of places to to, to sit and, and enjoy the day or enjoy the afternoon it, it, the the pier extends out into the west too so it is going to be a spectacular place for to to watch the watch the sunset um and it's it, it it just reminds me of so many of my problems with other public areas and public architecture like uh, i have you, have you ever do you ever heard of the you've heard of the the vessel at the another like kind of recent development that in the lower i've uh, seen lower it west side. Mm-hmm. yeah that this, big like this stupid, this stupid like multi-story like chrome basket. i've been to i went to was that where Google right, exactly. had the Pixel right, event? The, yeah, we were both there. The Pixel Four event, like right and right next mm-hmm. to it, and it is the—I I honestly think it is the ultimate screw you from rich people to the poor's, because it is right in the middle of and right outside. It's in a plaza where there's Gucci and there's a, a, a an eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollar watch store and then a the first store and you can and there's some no we do have some low income condos some of them some of the one bedrooms go for as little as three million dollars so it's not as though there right. isn't some outreach and so as a, as a part of a public uh, public contribution to this this public sculpture this public attraction the the again this huge stupid looking bag basket where you pay, you pay like five bucks or something to get in and it really is nothing but stairs 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 no benches no places to sit no places to lean they don't want you to linger there they don't because again if you're poor or middle class oh, yeah, or some... non-quibillionaire why do, they don't want you hanging around here that's it screw you it is the most public hostile thing it's stupid it's ugly it's pointless and it should be torn down and by the way they <laughs> They, they 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 closed it they closed it down because again putting the cherry on the top of their total ignorance they didn't realize that they, they, at no point did they think of well you know what this is a, a trigger warning i should i should pre-announce for self-harm but this is a very 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 tall public structure with really nothing preventing somebody from jumping from any of the Golden levels bridge vibes got it right exactly and so any psych, any, any sociologist, any psychiatrist, any psychologist could have explained that, look, this is not the, this is, this is how these structures tend to work. This is how they tend to attract people who are of a certain, uh, certain unfortunate frame of mind. And so you have to put here are easy ways to prevent that from happening. And there, and there are lots of, st- there, there are lots of papers and documentaries been written about this, about, well, here's how other buildings had a similar problem, but they fixed it very, very readily mm-hmm. because, but while and maintain the integrity of the artists and the architect's intent, if anyway, make, making it more beautiful, but also making it giving essentially interrupting the process that, 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 uh, the mental process that winds up something horrible happening. And, but the, the designers are saying, no, no, this has, this would interfere with the statement that we're making about how we can't put barriers up. That would make it ugly. And like, again, compare and contrast to, we made this park with trees and benches and pathways that are accessible to every, oh, to say nothing of who, again, if this, this basket of like eight stories of stairs, name some people who are not going to be able to use these stairs. So again, compared to Pier 57 and Little Island, where it's, it is inviting. It says, no, come here, rest, wait, you know, gather with people make this a destination saying, Hey, I got here. I got here early. Let's meet, let's meet, let's meet at Pier 57 before we, before we go out to eat. Mm -hmm. You know, that is what public parks, that's what public accommodations are, are meant to be there for. And so it's, 
it, it, I'm, I'm sorry to have gotten off on that tangent, but the, the vessel, it still just honks me off like like anything. Like if, Even when it was under construction, even when I just saw drawings of it, I said, you've just basically flaunted how much money you have to put this useless thing in a place where you could have put affordable housing, but hey, screw the pores, right? So, I'm, so I'm saying that this is. I, I'm glad that I went for not only because this, not because my visit made this into a business uh, a business trip. Four days of <laughs> see, seeing shows, hanging out with friends, having a really really good time. Uh, but also, again, it is a the the wonderful thing about having uh, about being lucky enough to have access to New York on a regular basis, mm-hmm, being only mm-hmm. three hours away, and having several excuses a year to go. And if, and and my very best friend, uh, where we're going to enjoy like my staying at his house and his being in his guest room for three or four days is that I don't have to, I don't have to make a jail. I only have four days here. So day one, I'm going to go into the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Day two, I'm going to take the the circle line tour. You have to, you get this database of little spots that are just lovely. And so now I've got added to this database are, gee, I don't know what I want to do today. My train doesn't leave, doesn't board until five and like it's 11 o'clock now. And you know what? I've, I think I'll go to Little Island and see if it's not too crowded. I'll take a bench there and just like read for a while. Or geez, it's late. Sunset is at 630 this afternoon. I don't have to go home right now. I think I'll just watch the sunset from Pier 57 or I'll, I'll go. I'll go to the food court, like get a get a get a, get a, a flight of tacos uh, and a soda and just bring it up there and have a have a dinner and just watch the sunset over Pier 57. And it will just these lovely, quiet moments that you can just uh, decide on the fly. So it's I, I don't it, I, as I was as I was there, I was thinking that, you know, this is if if I were if I were a real hack of a tech columnist, it would be like nothing. Having visited the new Google's new park at Pier 57, I could see that nothing is no so such a clear indication of the difference between the priorities of Apple and Google. Google is saying, oh, here's this free and open park for the benefit of everybody. No, no, no. You don't even have to have a device. You don't have to give us any money. Just come up and enjoy this free and open space because free and open spaces belong to us all. Meanwhile, Apple has also c- converted like a, a place of barren wasteland into a beautiful lush park but that's but they surrounded it with a circular circular ring of iron and steel calling it the apple campus and no the public you're not allowed to be anywhere near here you can't even fly a drone and look above it you are you're it really would be us. the take yeah. it's so true that really would be the take for fortunately fortune, I'm, I'm enough of a hack to think of it but not enough of a hack to actually use that Hey, by the way, you should look up what school, what Google's doing with the land it bought in San Jose, California. Okay. <laughs> by the way, is it bad? Well, let's just say there's a reason tech companies buy up all this land yeah, and insert themselves into all this because it's the same reason why uh, 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 Mark and um, his wife's name is completely escaping me. Uh, Mark and his wife. I'm sorry that I'm just calling her his wife because yeah, is it Priscilla? I, I can't remember. Zuckerberg. Anyway, Anderson. Zuckerberg. Thinking of Zuckerberg. Sorry. Yeah, but there's a reason when you go to Silicon Valley, you see all the like the kids parks. They're just like the nicest parks in all of Bay Area, and they're just splashed with all the names of the tech donors yeah. that made this park so nice and accessible and sensory. You know, like it has all the sensory toys and everything. It's like it's very anyway. Anyway, I've lived in the Bay Area all my life, so you have to. Uh, I apologize for my cynicism. <laughs> Pris- Pris- Priscilla Chan, uh, thank you. Grew up oh, in yeah. Quincy, Massachusetts, not not far from me. Pedi- pediatrician, Harvard University graduation, University of California, San Francisco, MD. 
Mm-hmm. Co-founder and co-CEO of the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative. Yes. Yeah. See, this, this is this is why I, I, I get I get to be a little maybe because I've spent so much of my head in the history of like the 1880s, 90s, two, 1900s, mm-hmm. Gilded Age, Robert Barons. It's like, yeah, you know what? You got you made a billion dollars off the off the backs of like workers that you ruthlessly exploited. But they said, no, please look, I've built you a library. Look, I've created a brand new museum. Like, yeah, but you could have taken Here's half a that park money. where you step on the rocks and they make little melodies and yeah. kids go. <laughs> Exactly. Or, or you could have just not, not, you just not interfered when your employees tried to unionize that, that also could have been a nice gesture, but, but no, we, 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 I want my name and Chrome and backlit LEDs on the side of a museum. Okay. That, that's, I mean, you think I wouldn't like that for myself. You think I wouldn't like that for my birthday to have a whole building just like decked out in me. Flow, flow ion would translate extremely well to neon or Chrome or any sign design you choose to go into. So, Again, a visual reference, and I apologize. We're ending on this note, which is that right here, I'm supposed to get a neon sign in my back. <laughs> I see it. In my background. G- gesturing to an empty space between the the pink the pink uh, twill-covered sofa and a shelf of uh, tchotchkes and items next to the mm-hmm. Sailor Moon door poster. That that looks like a great place for podcasting to have a Florence Ion sign. Yes, exactly. Um, yes. I don't know what it's going to say, though, yet. Ah, this was good, Andy. This was good. I cannot wait for us to get into next week. So what we need to do is we need to rest up and we need to let people know that if they want to become members of our show and this network, the Relay FM network, they can go to relay.fm slash membership to find out more, or they can go to our landing page, Andy, at relay.fm slash material if they want to read past show notes. Maybe they'll read the show notes of this show. Maybe they want to like figure out how to hide their data on Google, which they would go to the show notes of this show to find the link to that. Lovely. Right. Andy, are you doing, are you doing radio this week? Uh, indeed Since I your am. question. Indeed I am. Because I didn't go- ask beforehand. <laughs> uh, on, uh, tune in Friday at 1230. Go to uh, WGBHnews.org to listen to it either live or later. Perfect. Perfect. And by the way, Andy, did you ever replace the the cookie and and were you getting coffee or tea? I don't know, but you used to have a routine when you were doing the show at the library. Uh, they uh, because GBH will like you you can you can just simply bill your lunch to GBH. So yes, oh. I would I would usually like do my like twenty minutes or half hour and then like get a sandwich, get a soda, get a cookie, and mm-hmm. then like enjoy the rest. Basically, watch the rest of the show from a table in the library. Ah, uh, God. Uh, well, we're getting back there. Free, freelance journalists, anytime you have an opportunity for free food, free protein, jump in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right, which is why I'm so sad I won't be at Google I.O. because I won't get all those free snacks. There you go. All those, <laughs> all, all those Ziploc freezer bags you line your pockets with, all gone to waste. Listen, you laugh, but you know I did that, my husband and I. Oh, no. <laughs> think, how do you think we save money to buy this house? Anyway. <laughs> for Okay, I'll, I won't. I won't turn this into a whole story. But my very first like business, my first first trip to San Francisco as a journalist, like I was, I was in like a condo that had like an actual kitchen in it. And so I remember like mm-hmm. the first night there was an event at the uh, at the Exploratorium okay. where they had like steaks and bottles of wine and like okay, <laughs> there, there's a and and I was a lot younger then and a lot like don't didn't care so much about my dignity. I said, you know what, I'm going to take a few of these steaks home and. <laughs> Put them, put them in the fridge, and if they're time and for breakfast, I'm just gonna like heat these up in a frying pan and have steaks for breakfast and red Andy, wine. 
What do you think people do who work in tech? They yeah. bring they bring Tupperware to work and then bring home food <laughs> after lunch, okay? We're in a, we're inflation. Anyway, you see, Andy and I, we have lots to talk about. So Lifers. go check out those memberships again <laughs> because you can hear more from us coming up on our bonus episodes coming through very soon. Um, as for me, I feel like this is a good opportunity for me to r- remind you again that I have this other show called Gadgets. It will be publishing this week a new episode if you want to hear about the star wars opinions that i was alluding to earlier today you would go listen to that episode i guess andy that's it for us this week uh big thanks to our editor jim for just being our editor and letting us talk to him through his ears yes every week (laughs) and his essential gymnast gymnast week after week (laughs) well andy i guess until next week we should get some rest it's a big week next week indeed indeed All right, everybody. See you next week. Bye-bye.